0: What it what it does do, and I think, well, traditionally, what comedy's done is it takes very serious topics that we actually rather not talk about, and it frames it in a light where we can get away with talking about it for for a little bit, where it doesn't feel laboured and and overly serious. Um, and yeah, I think it's also an opportunity a lot of the time to share the truth, which is uh, very important nowadays.
1: <laughs> Today, I'm talking to Temba Robin. He's an actor, comedian, and voice actor in South Africa. Good morning, Temba. So great to meet you here on Zoom.
0: Hi there. How's it going?
1: I'm um, great. And and where are you based, Temba?
0: I'm currently um, in my studio in Linden, Johannesburg.
1: Okay. So you work from there. That's your... Uh, what, what studio? Is it your like you you create um media i see on 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 social yeah. media
0: mm. yeah so we do um this is actually the this is where we do all our editing um mm. but we've got a voiceover booth and then we've got a video um studio where we where we shoot a lot of video and take stills photos and and all of that um, and it's all for yeah Anything to do with media for small companies, social media to uh, big, big adverts. Yeah.
1: Well, I talked to your uh, colleague uh, Bauer Bosch recently. Did an interview with him, and and I follow you both because of the sketches that you do that I think is hilarious. And um, I spoke to Bauer about that as well. How you just absolutely tap into the those little things about South Africa and South Africans and it's, it's sort of, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's like you, you, you just have that button that you push every time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We've, we've, we've got to be careful about pushing buttons, I think in general. Um, but yeah, I think from the first time we ever chatted, we, we always wanted to make, um, thought provoking stuff, but, Things that are that are South African across the board, um, you know, not not for any particular demographic, and and uh, I think highlighting our commonalities more so than our differences um, is also quite uh, it's quite important, or or at least if we're highlighting our differences, making them a a thing to celebrate as opposed to something that should uh, divide us.
1: Mm. And humor is something that's so um great to to be to have in situations where things are difficult for people
0: mm. yeah I think I, I've said it in an interview before and in saying as as long as humanity's been around there have been people who are there for com- uh, comedic relief um you know in the medieval times you had jesters who belonged to who, you know worked for the king and they would do whatever they needed to to make sure that the people and that the king and and, and that uh, laughed, and so it's a it's a very old trade, um, and it's an equally important trade because what it what it does do, and I think well traditionally what comedy's done is it takes very serious topics that we actually rather not talk about, and it frames it in a light where we can get away with talking about it for for a little bit where it doesn't feel labored and and overly serious um and yeah i think it's also an opportunity a lot of the time to share the truth which is uh very important nowadays <laughs> mm.
1: and i think also this the the fact that you allow people to laugh at themselves because i some of the sketches that you do really um uh you know you you make a bit of fun of a certain types of things or, or people or, or things that people do, I would say, little habits that we do that we don't even realize we're doing. And then it's sort of, hey, yeah, I, I, I see myself there. And and then you sort of have a bit of a laugh at yourself.
0: I, I think that's exactly that's exactly it. Because, you know, we live in a, in a, a an information heavy time, and a lot of the time the information, as we say, it's 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 pushed out to um cause divisions and, and cause people to have conflict with one another. And we don't also have a, we don't really have a lot of time to process a lot of this stuff. So you know, a lot of the time you take the information you give and you go, This is my idea or my reaction to it, and then you go with it. But if you slow the wheel a little bit and you go and say, hmm, it's it's funny that between me and my completely different mate, culturally we both love frying uh, fire and meat is the foundations of our society and um you know you you look at guys and you say if 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 you're really starting with those fundamentals that are exactly the same you can find so many other ways where you know we're we're alike and um then when we like I say when we get to the differences we could say it but it's funny that you guys do this and we don't and um you know that's that's laughable especially in a country where we have the most cultural diversity Mm -hmm. and so i mean i think in in a sense that should make us stronger than everybody else because we've just got a wealth of information from so many different cultures all at our fingertips um that many countries don't have so as i said i think it's definitely a strength
1: but then also it's a uh, it's that Fine line where you can offend somebody's, you know, if cultures with different cultures and people are very overly sensitive to what to say, and and there are situations where you probably have to think, um, are we going to cross the line here?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I think we we can't we can't really ever control how sensitive Mm -hmm. anyone's going to be, um. I think there's always a possibility that someone and I mean we've had it one or two times where somebody's gone, oh well, we, we don't we don't like what you guys have said there or something. Um what I think we are quite conscious of a lot of the time is um and maybe maybe this is more personally myself with, with my content is how factual things are because um there's there's quite a quite a common saying that says facts don't care about your feelings i think it's a very harsh saying but the the basis is is correct in that if the humor is based on fact and and something that's common knowledge we we should be we're well within our rights to um exploit it for and, and get people talking about it and um you know i think a lot of the time you know people that get overly offended or, or easily offended um you know I, I feel sorry for for the way that they might feel but a, a commonly or a lot of the time it's not always rational. Mm-hmm. um you know they are upset because they've joined extra dots to feel um mm-hmm. hard done by by something you're saying well we weren't saying this about you we mm-hmm. we're saying about this person or that person or you know um and I think a lot of things is it's behavior and behavior can always be changed. So it's not to label anybody. Um, my, my dad always used to say when we were growing up, he would specifically watch his words and say, you don't you don't ever say to somebody, you are stupid or you are dumb. You know, somebody messed something up. You don't say you are stupid. You can say what you've done is stupid or silly. Oh, yeah. um, and therefore you haven't attached it to anybody. You haven't attached to the person. You've made it a behavior thing, and behavior can be changed. So, therefore, they have an opportunity to do better. Um, and I think, yeah, the the way that we the, – the language that we use and the message that we portray, it's, it's never to say, oh, this is your label and, and that's it stuck. You know, things can always change. And um, I think hopefully our messaging is, is something that can change people's way of thinking for the better.
1: Absolutely, yeah. But Natemba, you um... – you grew up in South Africa. Where did you grow up exactly?
0: Um, it's for the Urskarbuff. Um, I a know. little little old PE. Um, and I bounced around in some other small towns like uh, uh Maltino, near mm. Dordrecht, um out that side. And yeah, I've been in Johannesburg for about seven, seven years. Yeah. Mm.
1: So your humor and your your comedy side is that is that from where you grew up is that something where you always the funny guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always always trying to be the, the clown I think um but I think my my humor definitely comes from from my dad he's got he's got a very strange way of looking at the world and um you know sort of looking at scenarios and going what if we change some of the variables could you know, what, what could come out of it. Um, so my dad, yeah, my dad loved to watch a lot of, uh, the Monty Python. And, um, mm. yeah, from a music perspective, he loved that, uh, weird Al Jankovic who rewrites songs. And, um, so we, we grew up with very offbeat kind of, um, humor at home. And, and that definitely, definitely played through.
1: Mm. And in, in, in the school that you were, were you also there, um, sort of seen as the funny guy or did, did did you use your humor as a child as well
0: um yeah i think i think i used my, my humor a little bit as a as a survival thing um mm-hmm. you know everybody wants to fit in and if uh, you know i wasn't the biggest guy or the strongest guy or um the guy from the wealthiest family or anything so the, the humor was my my ticket to being okay. um included in the group and so that was that was uh, what I went for, um, and I mean, I think it, I think it came naturally to me. I love telling stories. I love uh, I love making people laugh and just you know, lightening, uh, putting a little bit of light in everybody's day. So it makes me feel good. It's uh, it's almost a perpetual little cycle, yeah.
1: But when you grew up, you you said that you grew up in in uh, the the Eastern Cape. Yeah. Oh, and but that's small town and now you're in the big city in Johannesburg uh, is there yeah. a, was that a big transition for you to get you know to get working there and uh, get yourself established there
0: yeah no it definitely was I mean I I'm the I'm the kid who um was used to going to small small schools my whole life and and I remember when I started school I had to go to a high school that had about a thousand kids in a single grade. And I'd only been to schools that had like 60 in a grade and it overwhelmed me completely. So, um, surviving in Joburg is actually quite a surprise, to be honest. Um, but I think, I think it's also the, the, the point or stage of your life that you're at and like now, now, you know, I'm mid thirties or 33, that's not quite made up I've got more time, um but there's, there's a big drive and, and Johannesburg is where, you know, people are willing to have conversations and, and try out things. And I use myself and Bo as, as an example, we had a coffee this, yeah, I mean, we're, we're coming to our one year anniversary now, kind of thing. Um, I think lots of people think that we've been mates for years. We met.
1: Yeah. It looks like uh, couple, that. Yeah. A
0: couple of weeks ago, last year kind of thing. And it literally it was a conversation and we we tried some things out and they worked and so that's that's what it became and um, it's really nice i think to live in a realm where people are willing to have the conversations and um maybe even you know set something up and and, and get things going so that's been really fun about johannesburg um it's a big it's a big place it's a fast place uh, for the last seven years i've lived on a farm outside joburg um which has been my sort of solace and peace. But um, yeah, we, we've moved into town now. It's just, it's, it's part and parcel of it. I'm um, having to be closer to studios and um, all the amenities. So um, yeah, but it's it's been a crazy, a crazy ride. Um, but,
1: but how you know. did you and, and Bauer meet each other? You said it's just a coffee, but but how exactly did you get together? Because <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> you seem to fit um, like a, a hand in a glove, really.
0: Yeah, you know, it's actually, it's very strange that we, we sort of sought each other out, or I think I I'm more pursued it, but, um, or at least at the, at the beginning, um, I had seen, he did an advert for Courier Guy, and, um, so his agency freckled an ad for Korea guy. And I just, I really like their writing style. And, um, I, I love the old school South African advertising. The you nineties know, was a golden yeah. era. And, um, there's so many iconic adverts from that time that you, adverts that have actually contributed to people's lives. And I think that's what I would like to do from a writing perspective. Cause we, you know, we work in the media and the space and, um, a lot of advertising, and I felt that advertising over the years has become this hard sell, one-way transaction, whereas it's, it, it used to be, and it's even more important now because we have less time and we advertise to so much, as a trade-off for a viewer or, a, you know, consumers to say, let me let me leave you with something for your 30 seconds or 60 seconds of, of the day that you spend watching, you know, my stuff. And so when I saw their ads, I was like, man, these guys – this is, this is resonates with me. They've got a cool thing because I, I, I watch the advertising, but I laugh, so I get something from yeah. it. So I emailed him to say, hey, man, um, I think initially I just wanted to act in one of their commercials or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just emailed him and say, I love your work. I'd love for us to work together at some point. And he emailed me back um, maybe like a week or mm-hmm. so later, and he's like, I actually have an opportunity for I need to do a dude for shoot. Um, you know, can you be the actor? And I was booked for another job that day. And so I was like, I'm sorry, man. And then he said, No, it's fine, there'll be there'll be other times. And you know, when somebody says that you're going, Oh, well, there we go. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's the
0: end of it. Um, (laughs) so I thought at that time, I was like, Well, there we go. Um, but I think it was towards the end of the year, sort of end of December, Jan. We were Mm -hmm. both in Joburg, um, hadn't gone away, and so we thought, hey, let's let's meet up for a coffee. And so we we had a coffee and we we chatted and it was a really good conversation. And I think um even though I'd never formalized ideas, as we were going, you know, playing that conversational tennis, things became clearer and clearer. And we're going, Oh, yeah, that would be cool. And then what if we did this? And then you know, you, if you have that experience with somebody so early on, you know you've you've got something yeah. to pursue, you know
1: and it's great yeah. to discover a collaboration you know people always talk about collaborations and and how that brings out so much more than if you're working on your own
0: yeah i mean i think I, being being in this space it can be quite lonely um, i mean i spend a lot of the time editing voiceovers here in the studio so it's it's a lot of time spent by yourself and um a lot of writing's done by yourself so i think that initially is just such a nice thing is to be able to curate ideas with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also you're you're able to add a different kind of flavor. um, And there's new ideas that come out of, you know, somewhere. And I talk about that conversational tennis. So many great ideas Mm
1: -hmm. come from,
0: from that back and forth where you go, what about this? And then the other person goes, Oh, this is better. And then you go, No, this is better. And you just build it up. And you, yeah. you can't have that just by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know. But now, um, you now you do your own sketches as well. That's what I saw. And you do sketches about you as a dad, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, does so, that come, um, the, do you just think that up as the day goes by, or is it specific? themes that you want to get out there?
0: No, I think it's it just, it's as and when. Um, I mean, I think one of the last videos is trying to feed my daughter and she's just putting her food on her head. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's it's first of all, I mean, I've only been, um, we've got two two kids and my, my oldest one, uh, my son, Ben, he'll be three in, in March. And then the other one, my, my daughter's just turned one in October. And so you know, I'm fairly new to the whole dad thing, and it's it's one of the craziest and best things that's that's um, ever happened. And it's just children are fascinating; they are incredible little creatures. Um, and to understand that's where humans, you know, human adults spawn from these little these tiny little creatures it's it's, it's amazing. And um, you know, we've we've got a lot of social responsibility in South Africa with gender based violence and. Um, all those things where people are looking at men and saying, okay, cool, you know, what are you guys doing? And traditionally, you know, men have been involved in raising and, um, you know, spending time in the house and that. And I don't think that's anybody's fault, but we live in a completely different time now. Um, You know, I have a flexible schedule so I can do the school run. Um, You know, I'm not not opposed to doing a nappy or two, Every now and then, it's not my favourite. I'll definitely never, never (laughs) pretend. (laughs) Nobody's favourite (laughs) that one. But it's it's an opportunity, I think, to to share that um, you know, being a proud dad, being an involved dad is Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a very cool thing, and um, there's a there's a lot of reward in it. And I think if I can share that a little bit. You know, maybe it maybe it helps one or two dads to have conversations and say, you know, I like being a dad and I like yeah. being involved with my kids and, and um you know that could work really well.
1: Mm. And also this um I, I mean I know especially with with me growing up and, and I'm sure with you also growing up, our dads were not so involved in our in our the day-to-day stuff you know i'm not saying the upbringing but the day-to-day stuff and you really tackling the day-to-day stuff like you're saying you know like feeding your daughter or so um yeah i think that's wonderful that you do that and also bringing out that humor in it
0: yeah because i mean i think it's it's probably it's probably one of the toughest jobs um <laughs> it's uh, we spent we spent december wondering if we're going to make it out alive um just my wife and I and the two kids because I was like, this is this is craziness, this, this is madness. Um it, uh, I would I'd rather work with no holiday for four years than <laughs> go be left alone um with with my kids for a whole month again, you know, with nowhere to go, or not nowhere to go, but you know, having to plan yeah. each and every day. Um yeah. it's it's an intense, it's really an intense job. Mm. But If if you look for the humor, it is everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, okay, Tembo, so you do voiceovers as well. So tell me about that part of the job. Where how did you get to do that?
0: (laughs) So so a lot of my stories kind of I forged my own path where everybody was like, "This these are the steps you should go." I kind of just went through the bushes this way and and dragged myself backwards. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I I got myself a little microphone, actually a friend of mine um, got me a little microphone um, yeah, a couple of years ago, probably about seven years ago. And so I thought, hey, listen, I'll, I'll try this voiceover thing. Lots of people have said, hey, you should you should try and be on radio. And I, oh, I tried. I tried to get on radio a million times and it didn't it didn't work out. Um, so I thought, let me, let me try voiceovers. and I had no idea how to break into the South African market. I didn't know anyone. Um, so I found a couple of online websites, um, and it turns out that the rest of the world's actually quite hungry for South African and African voices. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I think one of, one of the big things, especially from the South African perspective, um, a lot of companies don't want to be identified as being in any particular place and the South African accent is Quite neutral in that you you mm-hmm. actually can't pinpoint, and most of people most people will bounce it off an Australian or a, an English British kind of accent. Yeah. So people struggle to place it, and that's what the companies want. So mm-hmm. I found that out online, and so for a couple of years I worked um I worked primarily just online, a couple of websites, mm-hmm. and, and my first year I did three jobs I think, <laughs> and then my next year I probably did you know ten, and mm-hmm. it's only actually when I started. Calling myself a voiceover artist, then everyone said, "Oh, well, my friend needs a voiceover, and this friend needs a voiceover," and then I got a local agent, and yeah, now I do now I do voiceovers for some really big companies, um, and it's yeah, it's it's a really fun and fulfilling job because also with on-screen work, you'll always be you. You can put on a character, but everybody always knows it's it's you fundamentally. Whereas with voiceover, you could literally be. You could be anybody. Um, you could be a, a Hercules hero, or a or a tiny kid. Um,
1: yeah. but you know. But you, but uh, you now that you talked about the accents so much is, uh, yes, people sometimes when I speak here in in uh, Europe, they would say, "Oh, is it Australian?" No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, South African. Then they'll, "Oh, yeah, 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 South African." But um, you have a sort of you have a British also in your in your accent, so you don't sound so South African. So I can I can imagine you can get away with quite quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I think um. So that's that's the that's my grand's my grand's doing. Um. So mm-hmm. she's she's from she's from the UK, and uh, you know as children we're always taught you don't know, say ah. Oh, um, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> we've we called we never said yeah. it was, yes 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 yeah. um and so yeah it's most mostly home life we this mm. is this is how we, we we spoke kind of thing and um yeah it's it's part and parcel which is it's really handy but i mm. think if you catch me down in the eastern cape um, with my friends down there it's 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 quite a different accent from time to time <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, I think so too. I think it's 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 a natural thing when you're amongst your you know amongst your friends or your family that your that your accent changes. Yeah. Now, um, and um and tell me can you see in your children okay so you have a baby but you have a youngster can you see uh, some something of you of humor of being the funny uh, the funny one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think both both kids could definitely could definitely have it. Um, I think personality-wise, one of them has to be like my wife because they both quite they they look quite like me. So just to oh, give okay. her something for her hard work, so <laughs> maybe, maybe one of them can have her personality. Um, but my, yeah, my my son's my son's an interesting blend of the two of us. But he's yeah he's gonna be a little. I think he's gonna be a little showman. He he talks. Um, and I think every parent, th- this is a problem. So I think every parent thinks that their kid is the smartest kid in the world, and um, <laughs> it's it's a tough thing because you got to rein yourself, you got to rein yourself every now and then. But he, he talks um, just about fluently, and his his ideas and his expressions are incredible. Um, so I think he's he's definitely going to be a storyteller of some kind. Um, or at least that's that's a strong point. Is he mm. he understands inflection and um, he pulls information from the strangest of places and he his, his retention is is quite good. So I think I think he'll be a little storyteller. Um, my daughter's a heck of a character, but she's more stern. Um, she doesn't smile like for it. for anyone. So oh, okay. we'll, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we a... we'll push her out front and center for for the family entertainment. Yeah, jobs.
1: Yeah. Well, wait. Wait till they're about they teenagers, then the true colors will shine.
0: And I'm petrified for that
1: eh? <laughs> oh, I survived three, so you're fine. You'll 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 make it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's do. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk in uh, ten years
1: yeah 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 <laughs> but um Temana, tell me what are still the wishes for you for the future
0: um i think i think last year was a very a very um, fruitful year for me and it was it was a culmination of about five or six years of hard work and so uh, you know almost getting to the point where i'm a household name which is, I mean, very far off, but at least working towards it. And there's there's promise that that could be the end goal. Um, so now it's kind of just setting up a brand and and figuring out what that brand really is. Um, is it, uh, cause I, well, let me put it this way. I don't think I'm ever going to be the uh, flashy Lamborghini, um, mm. you know, like a lot of the pop stars and a lot of famous South Africans are. I think I'd probably try and stay true to the, uh, Every day, everyday guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, if if I get a Lamborghini, then I'll drive it. But I mean, i mm-hmm. will be, be an everyday guy. So, you'll wave just, at people just, in
1: a nice way.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give people lifts. I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm with you there. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 mostly figuring out what 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 my brand will be, um, mm-hmm. and then. Um, I have a very, very strong sense or what's one thing that's super important for me is being valuable to the system. So, you know, rather than just being a talent, being able to write, being able to have a studio where we record. Um, so I'd like to direct a little bit this year, uh, maybe try and make a name for myself there. And then the world of comedy, um, stand up comedy is something that I wanted to tackle um for a long time and I got a good good few opportunities last year to get on stage and it went well so I'd really like to you know by the end of the year write at least a solid you know a solid 40 minutes 40 minute set um that yeah we can we can show to the world so um there's there's a lot on the go and uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm already running out of time (laughs) looking at how many months in the year but um yeah I'm feeling feeling very blessed and I think um, if uh, if I keep my head down, things things should work out.
1: Well, stand up is is always people think it's easy, but it's quite difficult. I hear, and um, and South Africa has got uh, most amazing stand up comedians, and I'm sure you will be as great, really, because your your humor is just so wonderful. And I, you should really do it. You should really go for it.
0: No, I'll I'll take that. I'll heed the the advice and uh, yeah, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look forward to seeing your your first stand up show.
0: Daniel, no pressure now. I better <laughs> yeah. I better get to
1: work. <laughs> you better get to work. You said the end of the year. I'll be watching. <laughs> Simba, this <laughs> was you. so great to talk to you and. Um... And really, all the best. I love your work. I love your work with with Bauer. I hope you and Bauer will still continue doing sketches together because I just think you're the combination of you two and and your humor together. and there's just something um magical when watching you you two together. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's great. So I hope there's some more. And all the best with your voiceovers and then the stand up is the next that I'll be that I'll be looking forward to.
0: No, thank you. And thank you for inviting me on. And um, you know, it's it's been a it's been a great experience having the conversation. And um, there's also there's a funny thing that happens of self-reflection when when you talk, you know, yeah. you talk out about these things. So um yeah, really, really enjoyed it and and thank you for for the platform.
1: It's a great pleasure and hope to see you one day in Vienna.
0: I, I, the comedy will take me there. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Petra. Okay,
1: Timba, have a nice day. Bye.
0: Thank you Bye. too. <laughs>